Today I have Paul Crocker, Associate Creative Director and Steve Dick, Character Director from 343 Industries, uh, here with me to talk Halo Infinite. Uh, guys, we have three different accents in this room. Canadian, well, I'm assuming, Steve, that you're American. Is that a bad assumption? Canadian. <laughs> I'm, I'm Canadian. Two accents in the room, two Steves, both Canadians, and an English <laughs> Paul. That makes it easier. Um, guys, you've probably just woken up to, well, not probably just woken up. You've woken up to really good Halo Infinite review scores is what I was trying to get at. How are you feeling is the first question. I mean, technically, I haven't really been to sleep. So <laughs> I've been uh, since, I, I kind of fell asleep last night and then the reviews hit and then I couldn't sleep. I don't even know why because for, for it was an entire kind of wave of relief. But, but then I guess I just kept reading all night and then it was too late. But I think, I mean, the simple answer is, pretty good <laughs> like after you know we've you know the team's worked incredibly hard it's been a kind of passion project for a lot of people and really just knowing that people like it <laughs> it's like kind of it's a kind of traumatic experience building something for a long time and then releasing it into the wild and you know it it's just great to know that people like it nice steve yeah probably similar i'm imagining yeah, very similar um like paul said we've been We've been working towards this and waiting for this for a, a long time now. And you, even though you might feel one way internally, you're you're always your worst critics, right? So you're never you're never really sure. So seeing this morning, seeing you know some of the review scores um, and and just the general consensus of people having fun with the game is 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 awesome to to read. Nice. And it's there's neat. obviously. Sorry, there's obviously been a preview, but you know those multiplayer guys were getting all of the all of the good Halo love for the last couple of weeks. So it must be nice to you know get get your own share of that. <laughs> now it's Absolutely. it's probably too hard to to it, it's it's definitely it's an assumption. And it's not even an assumption. It's too hard to say that only one thing or you know like one important thing happened over the course of this past year during the delay. But in your own perspectives, what, what to you is is the most important, the biggest, the best usage? of 343's time in that delay period to release the product that you have, or you're about to in a couple of days. Yeah. So I, I can start answering that. I'm sure I still have a perspective, but mine's going to be a bit of a bigger answer because, but so, um, sorry, but um, really the, A, it wasn't a full year. I know it sounds like one, but obviously you have to also finish the game. So yeah, and then we spent, and actually the other reason why it wasn't a full year is it didn't happen instantly, right? That we got the extra time. And we so we were still working on completing the game, which, you know, actually gave us a really good, uh, put us in a really good position because not only were we working on finishing the game, we were able to play it and spend a lot of time playing it as consumers. And what that meant was that, you know, for example, Steve and I could be playing through it and going, well, this bit's too difficult, or that bit's not landing well enough. and. Again, it's, it gets really easy for us to say, well, we must have changed tech or something, we must have changed this or that. But actually, we, we tried to focus on very specifically on the stuff that was actually working and make it better. And in most cases, and then we stack ranked and prioritized everything that we really wanted to do around those and how to improve them. And then, you know, basically pushed ahead with the, the whole team moving in that direction. So, for example, we knew um, 
I mean, we've known for a long time the game is more fun if you can use the equipment and you understand it. But I think originally, the, I mean, it's hard to tell based on time we've worked on the game, but there was a point in time where you went looking for the for the dead Spartans and the, that you get the equipment from. But we just we moved them onto the main part so that everyone got the equipment as soon as possible with tutorialization. So that then if you wanted, if you liked it and wanted to go and get more equipment or upgrade your equipment, you could, right? Because it would be out there as opposed to you found it. So we guaranteed that every player had it. And it seems obvious when you're <laughs> when you're looking at it from where we are now. But at the time we wanted to encourage exploration, but it was it wasn't really working. And it meant that when you were in these situations and the players did get it, didn't know fully how to use it. So again, we just doubled down on that kind of thing. We doubled down on the bosses and and some elements of the story that weren't fully working. And just again, we were in a we've been in an incredibly challenging position like everyone else has, because it's not like even if we wanted to make 20 new scenes or anything else, which we didn't, by the way, but if we did want to, we could put actors in a mocap stage because we couldn't. So it was just looking at the things and figuring out how we could work with the, with the resources we had just to improve what we had, like adding boss introductions was one of was one of them. Well, not so much adding boss introductions, adding more boss introductions, because not every boss had one at the time. Cool. A good example is the Jager one. That whole sequence uh, in the House of Reckoning was a lot more um, truncated in the original, but we got time to actually Look, look at what we had and make it actually creepier and more memorable than it was before. Anyway, that that we that's how we went through the process, and it was really just play, play, consider, play again, and then target making that thing better. Obviously, we added a few things here and there, but really, we didn't add a lot. We we actually took some stuff out. Nice. The Craig the Brute uh, soundstage at the, the top of the tower was always there from day one. I'm sure. Well, that bit wasn't, but that, and, and to be honest, we didn't even know that the artists had added that in until, until I'd say it's too late, but it's awesome. But again, you know, the whole team is trying to put love into the project. And, um, you know, that was one of those things that we just leaned into. Steve can talk much more about Craig, but, you know, it's, you know, we didn't show ourselves in the best way, but also there were just some bugs and stuff that were causing that. And, you know, we, but instead of just hiding from it, we just wanted to embrace it and say, we know, so let's make it better. And I just want to assert that, Steve, you don't have to talk about Craig if, if you don't want to. If that's not your yeah. answer, by all means, I, go ahead. I would like to say that the, the, the tribute to him was before Craig was even a meme. We saw it coming. We nice. did it. No. <laughs> no, uh, to, get, to get back to your, to your original question, I think the, like I agree with all the stuff that, that Paul touched on. I think the one that stands out to me in terms of the most specific, if it was one thing, would, would probably be the boss fights. Boss fights are always a very challenging thing to pull off, um, especially in a first-person shooter. I think, you know, some of our boss fights are stronger than others, sure. Um, but I think in general, we really, we really leveled them up over the course of, of that year. Um, you know, I, from reading through reviews and stuff like that, and just kind of user feedback. Um, the feedback that that we've gotten that you know, the team really appreciates and I, I really appreciate it because it was our goal is when when the when the player reflects on it, well these these aren't just bullet spongy bosses where just the health's just been spiked. You know, there's more to it than that, which is exactly our goal. And that was that was a big part of what that where we spent that extra time. Like Paul talked about some of the intros and stuff like that, but more in the in the moment to moment combat. We wanted to we wanted to get away from like, okay, there's a brute officer, I fought brute officers before, this one's just way tougher, 
and it's got a weight for shield. We wanted there to be layers to it. And I think I think we we achieved that with with varying levels of, of success. Um, but I think it also does a really good job of, of kind of setting a standard for like, OK, cool, we can we can do this kind of stuff. We can have named characters, you know, that the player, you know, has has a little bit of love hate relationship with them where they're like, oh, I want to take this guy out. Um, and it helps us fill out our universe with with things that aren't, you know, just core combatant type of characters. It gives us gives us the opportunity to explore other cool named enemies, basically. And it, it, it makes just, it just reminded me, Steve. Sorry that uh, when we were talking about the bosses, how difficult Dramonius used to be, and I suddenly had this thought of Greg playing it, and yeah. it went up the user, and it was like it was brutal as a fight. So again, it wasn't always just make, making things more difficult, more challenging, but making them more fun to play. Yeah. And it it, make, his shield used to recharge incredibly fast. Oh. <laughs> you duck behind it, duck behind a, some cover to reload, and you'd look back and boom, <laughs> back. That's just mean. It, it makes sense though, because the chief is known amongst the well, the Covenant and the Banished, and you know, like there's not there's some names obviously that the UNSC would know, but this is cool that it's adding more to that. But keep going, um, Steve. You you said last time the game is say yes to the player, which I like immediately latched onto. And Paul, you've kind of spoken to in, in, you know, the time for refining, there was some things that maybe said no to the player and they had to be tweaked, um, which kind of just piggybacks onto a question and you can speak more to the yes, no thing if you want as well. Um, but Paul, you've, you've been on Arkham city, which I thought did a tremendous job of opening up like the Arkham games. So you're doing things in an open world that seem true to Batman as the character, not just, here's a side mission that kind of, you just go do it, don't ask why, just do it. Um, it feels like the things that you have the Chief do on Zeta Halo are need to be done. It, you know, it's not just like, I just send that Marine to do it, I'm the Chief, I'll do it. So how did, how did you kind of decide upon those things? Well, I mean, I think that's, the simple answer is, I didn't, none, of it, none of the people on this call invented Chief, but <laughs> like they, these are, you know, these, these are well-defined characters, right? Your example of the Batman stuff is the same. So it's, we didn't have to invent Chief wouldn't go and collect berries from a from a tree in order to build more bullets, right? It's not a thing we had to worry about. Our thing was Chief wouldn't do that, right? And and actually, I think the the nuance of what would Chief do and what wouldn't Chief do is actually is kind of I'm not going to say flexible, but there is obviously depth to him as a character. But we we very much. You know, we talked about fetch quests and stuff and why we didn't want to do them. We talked about the game always saying yes, because we wanted Chief, you know, if Chief wants to get in the vehicle, he's going to get in the vehicle. Nothing's going to stop him. And the, and the grapple shot helped. But but it was as much saying what Chief would do as what he wouldn't do. Um, and, like, really, when we come to the story itself, it's very much about the position Chief finds himself in. I mean, it, it's, it is when we look at it, uh, it's a kind of balancing act, because... We have a 20-year-old franchise. We have people who love Chief. We have a proportion of people who've read every book. We have a proportion of people who've never read a book. We have people who played Halo 1 through 3 and never touched 343 games. We have people who like play them every day and they cycle through them all. We have people who know every detail. So we wanted to be true to everyone's kind of interpretation of the character, which means, obviously, it means that sometimes we're gonna have people saying, I don't like thing X, whatever it is. But when it comes to like, the story, we really wanted to make this love letter to Chief and, and Cortana and what made, you know, we used Green Man and Blue Lady as our kind of 
as kind of a guide because it's about what you see when you squint at the game. It's like what what stands out as being important. Like and you know, Chiefs on a mission when this game starts. Whichever way you want to look at it, whether you played Halo Four or Five or you you played Halo Wars Two or any of that, Chiefs on a mission to kill his best friend. You may not know about anything to do with why, but you will by the end of the game. But the the point is the depth is in there when you look at Chief. Chief, you know, we have a character with no face, but we still want to get the kind of emotional connection you have with that character when you move the camera around and when you see it. And we really worked hard, like really, really hard to make the scenes, A, feel still like you would attach to the player, even though you're not. So the camera movement and the closeness and that kind of thing, but also just making sure you didn't feel like you were just looking at an action figure, which is very it's a very fine line between a suit of armor and a character, right? And that is that was a, you know, the people on the narrative team who worked on that stuff, exactly. They really went, really worked so hard to ensure that when you look at, when you look in Chief's eyes, or when, sorry, when you look at his visor, you're thinking, I know what he thinks, well, I, I know what I think he's thinking, as opposed to the game saying, I'm going to tell you how he's thinking. So you finished it, right? You said that. Yeah, yeah. So we done. where he does things, which we're not going to talk about on this, which are potentially, you know, um, challenging, <laughs> given that it's his friends and all that stuff. It's because because of the, the history he has and because of what's happened to him over the last games that he is, you know, preparing to make sacrifices that he wants to make. Nice. I have 8 million it's questions, but Steve, sorry to, to cut you off, Paul. <laughs> Green Man, Blue Lady, how does the pilot fit in? Probably a question for Steve, I would imagine, into this this new mix. It's it's Honestly, that's probably more of a, a Paul question, oh. too, because it's more of a, a narrative narrative beat. But, I mean, I, I can I can speak to it a bit, and I think it's 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 kind of what you guys have already been, been talking about. With Chief being faceless being a man of few words you know he needs he needs characters around him that kind of help give you give you the narrative express how how they're feeling so you can get a better sense of like okay this is what's going on because chief isn't going to get up overly emotional about any given thing right so he needs to reflect on things around him and and that's honestly where you know even beyond the pilot and and paul can speak to the to the pilot too but like marines as well right like they're they're a really strong, especially within the course of gameplay, they're a really strong narrative tool just with their VO dialogue that reinforce Master Chief being a badass, you know, being the hero. The stakes are higher because he's there just through what they say and celebrating the Chief's there. And they're like, yeah, Chief's here kind of thing makes you feel great as a as a as a player and reinforces him as as that hero. You can feel that sense of relief, like literally, as you walk into a fob or something. Like you can just, you, you can't see the Marines just go, <sighs> but you can kind of imagine it, which is great. You can I'm also gonna... just drive right through them in a, in a warthog and hear them say, "He's here," and then go, "He's not here." Yeah. <laughs> I've dropped um, a wasp on a couple, sadly. I just want to very quickly add to that pilot thing. The, the, the whole purpose of the pilot as a character for us is to represent us, right? They, the, the pilot sees chief as a way home as hope which is what he's supposed to be but he doesn't really can obviously his backstory is revealed in the game but you know he he, he thinks everything's great now because he's had a pretty bad time and and then suddenly everything's not great because he's like 
ferrying around a guy who's jumping out and blowing stuff up and everyone's trying to kill him. And at the same time, then you have the, the weapon who is like this naive character who's looking up to Chief in the same kind of way that the pilot does, but she's excited to go on these adventures because she doesn't know the burden he's carrying either. So then you, you end up in this kind of weird, and it's not quite like this, but kind of angel and a devil on his shoulder. We even had an image like this once many years ago, but it was really just having this these two different perspectives on what it means to be chief, right? Okay. And seeing it through as an idealized kind of character and also it's from a very human perspective. Excellent. All right, elephant in the room time. Sorry, we put a post about it last night. It's gone insanely crazy. There's an elephant in the room. There's an elephant in the room. I'm not sure which room. There's three virtual rooms. Um, first, can I just confirm quickly that you can't replay missions in campaign at this point in time? So you cannot replay missions in campaign at this point in time. There is a number of reasons. I'll go, I'll go very quick, and then we're running out of time. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it is part of what is coming later. Um, the main reason is because being a more open game and a non-linear game, it became incredibly challenging. It's not that it doesn't work. It's just that it's not finished. Um, and we really we made the decision to make a better game, higher to improve the quality of the game, so we can then add the features, just like co-op, yeah. right? And that is that is disappointing for us as the people who made it, but it was also the better option for us to make a better game and add that later. There are some compromises in place where things you collect, it doesn't change that you can't replay a mission with ease, obviously, but that, that is coming. But things like collectibles that you have collected are always stored in your profile. So if you start a new game, you will still have all of the collect, all the things you have collected stuck in your profile. So if you missed one data pad, you would only have to go find that one data pad to get your achievement and stuff, which is, it's a compromise and we're well aware of that, but it was there to try and help people. No, the fact like. that there's a good answer to that, like it's coming is good. Just quickly, just to make sure. So if, if I think there's only four saves that you have in your campaign. So if I, yeah. if I overwrite save two with a new play and I've found something in the save two file, it's like, is it just cumulative across your gamer yes. tag? So it doesn't really Every, matter. You just, you can play with those saves yes. however you want. Okay. It's your profile. I mean, I'm saying this based on that's how it's supposed to work. I thought I keep <laughs> the same one, but that's how I, I, I was promised that's how it works as well. So your profile is the important thing. Your profile stores your progress. The save is just where that's that version of campaign is. That's the intent. I like you guys took my 94% complete save away from me today. So that's I'll, I'll get off it. Um, in terms of uh -huh. the in terms of the campaign um collectible you know relaunching missions thing is that coming with co-op or is that coming before co-op or is it actually timed and part of the co-op update it's all part of the stuff that's being worked on at the moment and obviously we haven't announced a date yeah. and i don't I, the reason I'm, I'm being a bit cagey is i honestly i don't know exactly but people are working that even now so it's coming is the better answer is the only answer we can give that 343 is listening and, and you know that that's an issue for people and that you're working on it. That's like the best resolution that we could get from today. So thank you so much we, for that. I just like to throw, like we listen to everything. Like it's hard to, obviously it is really hard to react to every single person, but I, I, like we're, we genuinely built the game for the fans, right? This, this is everything about the campaign is for the fans, right? And we have a, we have a lot of them and they have a lot of different histories. And I know that personally, this isn't a 343 perspective, it's a my perspective. I know that some things aren't going to be what every single person wants and some things are exactly what some people want. And we try to make sure there's something for everyone. Like it, we've, we've used phrases like it's a love letter to Halo many times in the past. And it is, it just doesn't have all the words you want. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> Not yet. Our, I mean, the, yeah. the thing that I'd add to that is 
you know, these these things like replayability of missions and co-op and stuff like that. Obviously, those aren't. It's not a surprise to us that the fans are disappointed that they're not included at, at launch, and it's not it's not a decision that we would ever go into lightly and be like, eh, people won't mind if it's not there. Like, no, we we know we feel it too, and in making those decisions, we're like, ah, like we wish it could be there because we want we want <laughs> players to to have all that stuff, but you know like we did with with campaign with it with the extra time right like we want to make sure that when it is in players hands it's not a broken experience and then because then that's just worse because then they're like well why did you release this it's broken this wasn't finished so while while all the all the stars aren't aligning of it all being there together on on day one when it is available for the players to play it will be a polished experience it's like okay cool and ideally fans are are feel that it was worth the wait Awesome. We're over time. So one, sorry to end it on like such a like a kind of note, but Infinite's awesome. Well done both. Thanks so much. Mm -hmm. Uh, Best of luck for what's to come and hopefully you get a chance to rest over Christmas and just kind of like enjoy the the sentiment that's coming in. Um, Paul, Steve, thanks so much for your time. Enjoy the rest of your day.